Shalom and welcome back to Daf HaShavuah. Yevamos Daf Chav Aleph. I hope everyone is enjoying their sukkahs, their chalamoid. It should be a time of zman, simchaseinu for everyone. As I'm currently in Beit Azman, as I'm in Gros Kolel in uh, Bayat Vagan in Yeshiva University's Kolel here, finishing up smicha. I'm, I'm in Beit Azman in mode, which is typically a time where I like to focus less on my daily halachic learning, but more on machshava, more on things I don't get to study and speak about generally throughout the year. So this Daf HaShavuah will have some halacha in it, but it will have more, I think it will be a special edition of Daf HaShavuah where we'll deal with topics which are more in the machshava hashkafa realm. And I hope everyone enjoys and benefits from it. So the Gemara in Yevamos on Daf Chav Aleph says that the the onesh, the punishment for midos, for tricking someone in terms of measurements when he is purchasing something from you, is more chamer, is more stringent from the aver of arayos. Because the Gemara is talking about the shnios for arayos, the secondary arayos, which the Gemara goes on to explain what they are. Um, so Midos is worse than Arayos. So the Gemara says, why is it that sh- that Midos, tricking someone to measurements, is worse than Arayos, than having inappropriate relationships that are not allowed by the Torah, by rabbinic law? So, says the Gemara, because when it comes to Midos, it is not Efshar B'Tshuva. There is no Tshuva um, able to be done. But when it comes to Arayos, when it comes to these relationships, these um, um, inappropriate relationships with women, then those are after tshuva. Those, you would be able to do tshuva for those Averos. Rashi comments over here, Kolzman Shaholoholid Mamzer. He says that when we say that Arayos are able to be fixed, are able to be, you're able to do tshuva on these Averos, that's assuming that you don't have a son who is a mamzer. Because if if a man marries a woman who is already married, an ishes ish, and then has a child, that child will be a mamzer. That child is not able to marry back into Kla Israel unless he were to marry another mamzer. So Rashi points out that yes, the Gemara just categorized Arayos as something that Shuva could be done. But that's assuming that one doesn't have a child, which now is not able to marry Klaus Shal, because that inherently, the fact that he's a mamzer, that is not able to be fixed, that seemingly means that tshuva would not be able to be done, because it's you know, it's something that's not able to be fixed, at, fixed and he would not be able to marry Klaus Shal. So that's interesting, Rashi. It's very interesting that the Tosus Arash here, however, says, Hani Efshar B'Tshuva Va'afilu Holid Mamzer. Even if someone were to have a child who was a mamzer, we still say that, that you're able to do tshuva on that. And he says, even though the Gemara says that that really something that is slanted cannot be fixed because his child is a mamzer after all. He says, There is no avera in the world that you cannot do tshuva on. That's what Tosarash said. I thought that was a fascinating machlokas about whether 
we consider something tshuva, even though it's something that cannot be fixed in this world. So I wanted to focus on these two things, Midos and, and um, Arayos. I wanted to first focus on Arayos. And when the Gemara says um, that it's Efshar B'Tshuva, we discussed that it's Rashi and Tosas Rashi about whether there is a possibility of Tshuva when it comes to something like uh, having a child who is a mom's there. And then I also wanted to talk about Midos. This is of Midos, of the fact that if you were to trick someone in terms of the weights on your scale, then that is something that is low Efshar B'Tshuva. It's interesting based on this Tosas Rashi. He just said that there's no such a Vera that um, that doesn't have tshuva, but we see over here that you can't do tshuva on this iser of tricking someone. So the Rosh even says over here that even though the Gemara in another place says that you that you could do tzarecherabim, that if you trick a lot, if you trick the a lot of people at once, then you really could just really try to help the public, and that is a way of kind of a kapara for what you did. He says, no, that's lav hainu tshuva malayasa. That's not real, complete tshuva. So what is it about this midos that's, you know, that's, uh, that is really something that you can't do tshuva on? So I saw two different answers. The first is Rashi. Rashi says the reason is because you just stole money from so many people, you're not going to be able to track down everyone you stole from. So you can't do tshuva on that. The Meiri adds that not only do you not, do you not know who to give to, but you don't know how much to give to them because it's, you know, you just trick someone in terms of the scales and you don't know exactly how much money you really stole from them. So that is interesting. But the question is, why can't you do tshuva then um, at the end of the day? Meaning, if it's something which is being on the makom, usually you could just ask, ask them for forgiveness. But what is it over here? So the Rambam adds, the reason why you can't do tshuva here is because, as we may know from our studies or, or, or reading about Yom Kippur, which we just had, that when it comes to being Adam Lechavera, things between uh, fellow man, you, the only way to get kapara for that is to ask that individual person for forgiveness. So if you don't know who to ask or how much to ask him for, then you wouldn't be able to do tshuva. That's the Rambam in, in Helchus Gneva in the Mishnah Torah in Parak Zion. So this is a very interesting Rambam because he just said that the reason why it's more chamur, that the reason why tricking someone is more is more stringent is because it's being Adam Lechavero. But the Kovit Shirim, Rav Hanan Wasserman, asks, based on that, he says, Maichum Rayu, Hacha, Loefshir Bachuva. Right? Vikasha de Imkain, Inza Chomer, by Isser. Why does that make the Isser more Chamor? The fact that you can't do Chuva makes what you're doing more stringent? No. Really, usually what determines what is something um, being. A stronger Esther is the punishment. And Arayos has a stronger punishment. It's a punishment of Karis, but Midos doesn't have that punishment. So what is going on here that, that makes them makes that very more Hamer? So, so Rav Hanawasar says something very interesting which we learn from this Rambam. He says the reason why it's more Hamer, even though the Avera is not as strict, is because, yes, if I were to steal from someone, then I'm doing two Averas. I'm doing an Avera of Geza, which is Esther, which has been out of the Makom, and it's also been on the Haver because I'm stealing from my fellow friend. So he says that if you can't, if you're, again, over here you're an Ones because you can't track down everyone. If you can't do proper Tshuva on the Bin Adam the aspect of this Avera, that's also not going to allow you to do Tshuva on the Bin Adam the Makom between you and Hashem as well. So that's what makes it more Hamur. That's what makes it a more intense Avera. 
the fact that you don't even have potential to, to, to do teshuva on saying sorry to Hashem for the fact that you stole and you did something against God, um, which he prohibited prohibited in the Torah. I thought that was a very interesting uh, topic. We see that, number one, there's a machologist about Arayos, about whether there is a concept of something that doesn't have teshuva, but then we have Amidos, understanding this aspect that, that Rebbe Khan adds, based on this Rambam, now, the reason why Midos is so bad is because, yes, you can't track people down, you don't, and you don't know how much to give them, and you also, the fact that you can't do Teshuvah on the Bidam Lechavero aspect, that also would affect the Bidam Lechavero, and that is what makes this Avera more Hummer. That is topic number one. Topic number two comes from the Gemara Chavalaf Menalaf as well, where the Gemara is trying to find sources of how we know there's a concept of these of these Shniyos of these other uh, forms of Arayos, which um, are not um, explicitly um, in the Torah, and they're considered shneos, they're considered um, secondary. So, one suggestion, says the Gemara Mehacha, says the Pasuk in Kohalas, V'izein v'chikir tikein mishalom harbe. That, ah, oh, this is Kohala, Pasuk in Kohalas, which is a perfect thing to be quoting. Mechalom or Yitzchikas usually be... Read Kohalas and Shabbos Chalmoy. We don't have that this year, but is a time, you know, so we're going to read it um, in Eretz Yishel, where we were, we read out the first day, I believe, in, in uh, America. We were reading Anshmi Yatsaras. I could be wrong, but I believe so. So the Pasuk in Kohalas says, by written by Shlomo Malach, um, says that the easy Mechiker Vitikin Mishalom Harbe, that Shlomo Malach, um, Izin v'chikir v'tikin says the Gemara. What does it mean? Izin. What does it mean? He says over here. Ha'is the Torah doma l'chvifa that the the that the the Torah was considered like a basket. She'ain la aznaim without handles. Ad sheba Shlomo v'asal aznaim until Shlomo came and he put handles to the Torah. These handles are considered these shniim l'arayos. These things are holding up the Torah. These they're abundant aspects. So that's what Rashi references that it means the handles. And then says Rashi, just like we say in Erevin, he references the Gemara in Erevin, he says, This is like the Gemara in Erevin. However, if you look closely at the Gemara in Erevin, there's a machlokas about how to interpret this Pasuk in Kohalas. What does it mean, the Ize and the Chiker Tikein? So we have a machlokas between um, Rava and Ulo over there. Rava over there says, What? Rashi referenced the Agma Bisimani Taimim that the Azber Bimai Damilai, and then Ula says something else. Ula says what our Gemara says that he made Aznaim La Torah, that he made handles to Torah, and he made Dravanan. So the Marome said of the Nitziv asks, if you look closely at the Gemara, it seems that Ula says this, what our Gemara said, that it means he made handles. But over there in the Gemara, what Rashi quoted as being the same opinion as Rabbi Yehuda over here, is that that Rava holds that it means that the Agim Misimani Time and the Azbura Bimai Damile, which means that Shlomo HaMalach, um, he was able to, he added Simani Time, he added, um, it, it's a question about what exactly that means, doesn't mean that he added um, the trap to the Torah, it could mean, it could mean that he really explain what the Torah means when it says things, the real depth of what things mean, and explain the similarities in the Torah. So the Maromi Sarah says, I'm sorry, Rashi, but you're you're mixing up two different shitos about what is going on here, about what it means that he was easing 
Izein Vechikin Vetikin. So we have our Gemara here, which clearly says it means that Shlomo Melech added the abundance. But the Merome Sada says there's another opinion over there. That perhaps what it means when Shlomo um, was Izein Vechikin Vetikin, it means that he added the depth. He explained the Torah on a deeper level, or other other Mepharshim said it means he added the trap possibly. Um, but we see this interesting idea that it could be that when Shlomo Amach was easing, v'chikin he added some sort of depth to the Torah. He added interpretation, understanding the reasons behind the Torah in a way. I saw a fascinating Ben Yoyada, which is written by the Ben Yishchai, on this concept of Shlomo being easing v'chikin v'chikin, Mishalom Harbei, which is, again, it's beautiful that we're doing this in Sukkot, this Apostle Kohalas, where he says that, in essence, he actually quotes this from his son, that, when we say izein chikar v'tikein, what is that referring to? That is, the word izein is referring to um, the remez of the Torah. V'chikar means that Shlomo added the drash of the Torah. V'tikein is the pshat of the Torah. What is the Ben Yehudah referencing here? The fact that he's re- referencing that Shlomo added the remez, drash, and pshat of the Torah. This is something which is referred to as pardes. This is the four different ways that the Torah... Um, is interpreted on a deeper level. So, Pardes stands for Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Sod. Okay? So just to explain, Pshat is more of this, you know, the simple interpretation of the Torah. And then we have Remez, which is more the fact that, like, for example, when the Ramban says, Masa Ovo Sim in the Bun, and this, over th- this event over here is a Remez, is a sign of something which is, can happen in the future or making Ramazim um, sort of connections between things in the Torah. Uh, a drash is, you know, like medrash or things, you know, on a more um, midrashic level. That's the drash of the Torah, more, um, you know, Hazal interpret things in the, in the medrash, or you know, not example, exactly literal interpretations of the, of, of the Torah. And then we have Sod, which is the Kabbalistic interpretation um, of the Torah. So these are the four different interpretations of the Torah. Sod is the Kabbalistic. Drash is more of the Medrash. Remez is things that can imply things in the future or connections between different things in the Torah. And Pshat is a literal interpretation. So this is Pardes. These are the four different ways to interpret Torah. So I thought this is very interesting that I saw this Merom um, Mesada and this um, Ben Yoyada. Because this is a very interesting, the, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I'm actually currently reading this book called Turning Judaism Outwards, which is a, an excellent biography of the Babacher Rebbe, written by Chaim Miller, who is a true scholar. And it's an excellent um, book, and I really recommend it for, for everyone, Turning Judaism Outwards. So the, Rebbe, the Babacher Rebbe had a very inter- interesting um, um, speech where, he, where it's actually called, it's, it's, it's written up called On the Essence of Chassidut, where he goes through through these four aspects of the Torah, these four, four different interpretations of the Torah, of Pardes, and he fascinatingly, honestly, I have to go over it again just to appreciate it now, is that he goes through these four things, he takes one part of the Torah, and he goes through how these four, these four parts are able to interpret. He goes through all four of those, and then he, to explain exactly how we know um, what is what, and what is considered pshat, remez, uh, drash, and sod. And then he says, I, so what is, what, what's chasidut? What's chasidus? What does that add to this picture? 
Hasidus is something which is becoming more popular nowadays. It's important to understand what it is, what is Hasidus in this realm of these four different ways of interpreting the Torah. So the, so the, the Vahabit Shabbi then goes through all four of these ways of interpreting this part of the Torah, and he says, Hasidus is like the fifth realm. Hasidus is what basically shows the depth. It is the, the way this book quotes it is the energy and the glue that binds the other parts of the Torah together. It shows the depth of each and every single one of them, and you see this in all of the Baba Chabi's writings and all of the sermons and his sikhot that he gave. That is topic number two. Just quickly uh, for a third, Ha'ara over here, the Gemara also mentions another possible source um, for how we know that uh, we have Shniyam Marayos. So we have the Pasuk, the Gemara says, the Pasuk is Mishmarti. Um, it's just interesting that Ravadia Bartanura, the first mission in Pirkei Avos, where, where the... Um, where the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos says as follows: Moshe and he, you know, got Tar and he umsar and he passed it on, and then it says, "And What did Ashik Nesigdol say? So one of the three things they would say in the first Mishnah of Pirkei Avos was that you should make a fence around the Torah. So the Bartanur over here, Parish of Pirkei Avos, says, "How do we know there's a?" idea of making a fence around the Torah, making, uh, again, Mitzvah Sarabadon on the way, it's interpreted here, is Zichsiv Ushmarta Mishmarti, quotes this Pasuk over here, and he quotes, Kigon Shniyos Arayos, like, for example, making Shniyos Arayos, um, making other um, relationships um, going to be Asar. So, that is the Bartender over here, who quotes this Pasuk about, in his and then I wanted to add, that Tveris Yisrael, the Yachin, another parish in Perkeavos, says something beautiful. He says that this idea of Asisagwa Torah is not just speaking to the judges, because the rest of, you know, Bahamid, um, um, a lot of Mishnahs and Perkavos are referring to the judges or to the rabbis. But he says over here, Asisagwa Torah, I, I mentioned this concept last year, is for every single person to make a siag for themselves, to understand their boundaries, and to know what exactly is going to cause them to, to, to slip less when it comes to doing Averos and uh, becoming closer to Hashem. And that is what this means about Asi Torah. This idea of all Pirkei all Avos is, is referring to everyone, not just to the rabbis, not the student, and not just to the judges. So that's the Pasuk of Ushmart, Just to summarize the three different topics that we spoke about today, number one, the concept of Efshar B'tshuva when it came to Arayos, um, and the, the law of Efshar B'tshuva when it came to Midos. Um, is that true that Efshar B'tshuva, if you have moms there, is that considered possible to tshuva? Or by Midos, what is it? Law of Shabbat Why not? Because you don't know who to give it to, how much to give it to them. Then we have the Ramam about the Bainam the Chavero connected to the Bainam the Makam about doing Shuvah. And then topic number two is the Paschim Kohelas, which the Gemara over here for, means, the Ezein means that Shlomo Amalach created it as an Ayama Torah, handles for the Torah to support the Torah, which are Dinam Darabana. And we saw that the Gemara in Erevin has a different interpretation that he really explained the Tamim. You know, the, 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 the reason behind things in the Torah and interpretation of the Torah, which the Ben Yehoyada quoted from his son, referencing Pardes, the four different interpretations. We have this beautiful idea from the Lava Trebi about what exactly is Hasidus coming to do um, to add on to those four aspects of Pardes. And then we have this last idea of Asusawa Torah. It's for everyone. It's not just for the, the, for the Rabbanim, or for the or for Chazal to do, it's for everyone to know their boundaries and to know what's going to make them close to Hashem and make them the best Jews they could possibly be. Hope everyone has a great Sukkot.